You're listening to KWP In The Keep. What happened to In The Keep podcast? Um, yeah, I've had a lot of people ask. I've, I, I know that you've noticed. I've noticed that, yeah, uh, I haven't put out a show in quite a long time. Uh, so I feel like I, I don't know, I've been silent. Not completely silent, like I've been in Discord and stuff, but I haven't really said much lately. And uh, I feel like I owe an explanation of sorts. Or at least for myself, I need to kind of, you know, say something. Hadn't talked to you guys in so long, it feels crazy. This used to be like my weekly therapy session, at, at minimum. Now it's, uh, now it's just, it feels like this, I don't know, like a distant memory feels like this wave that I rode for a long time, and uh, I don't know, I don't want it to feel that way. I don't want, uh, I don't want In The Keep to fade away, or burn out, you know? Um, so the answer to the question is, you know, what happened to it? Uh, I, As you may know, I was getting out of the Air Force, and then I was also transitioning into my new job at 3D Realms uh, and that involved uh, getting visas and doing a lot of traveling and trying to figure out how to move to another country and then you know uh, it, I was in Alabama for like eight months staying with my family uh, while I waited on the visa to go through and then I moved to Denmark and I've just been here ever since so I don't know I feel like a I turned a lot of chapters in life very quickly. And so in the Keep podcast itself, I remember I, I kept trying to record them when I was uh, in Alabama. And I was A, just not in the right headspace in my life. And B, I didn't have very good internet, so it really sucked to record those. Uh, the last few that I did with Ball and Foamy, like they were good, but they weren't as good as they could have been due to internet issues. And it was pissing me off, so I just decided I'd rather not do it than you know, not do it well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that was the right decision at the time. But nevertheless, here we are. Uh, is is the podcast dead? No. It's on sabbatical or hiatus or whatever you want to say. Uh, in the keep. I don't, I don't know in what form. I'm still figuring that out. But there will be something. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention lately... Uh, my buddy Ben Reichstein, the uh, sound designer on Stellar Valkyrie, and Call of Ragnar, and Skywind, and Combustion, and <laughs> lots of other cool shit. Uh, ben, you know, he started his own podcast called Field and Foley. It's on the website in thekeep.com, as if you don't already know. Uh, it's really great. <laughs> ben. Ben, uh, in typical Ben fashion, sweeps in and does it better than anybody. Uh, he's had some amazing, amazing guests. People from, like, the, the sound designers from movies like Doom and, uh, like, people who've worked on really I- incredible video games. Uh, it, and it's just really more about sound design than anything else. But there's also that layer of humanity that I really value in, a, in an interview. And Ben is a very... I don't know. He's like a natural empath. He's a great interviewer. He's a good. Uh, he's a good host, and he knows how to just shut up and let people talk. 
but then also ask the right questions at the same time. It's a it's a fine balance, and I think he's got a good one. So definitely check out Field and Foley podcast, and uh, tell Ben I sent you. But it's there to to tie it over. I also, I mean, I really recommend people go check out uh, the Red Tunic podcast hosted by this dude named Link. Uh, he does great interviews uh, with great people that are, you know, a lot of crossover with this podcast, a lot of other stuff like that I could have never dreamed I could get, you know, uh, go give him some love. It's great. Get that fill. It's not, you know, nothing's going to be the same as old school in the keep, but I mean, like for now, while I figure some stuff out, uh, will it be back? Yeah, eventually. Maybe stuff like this in the interim. Maybe maybe long periods without, but uh, I wanna I wanna figure out either what's the next direction or how to kind of recapture uh, what we did before, but with something a little bit more I don't know maybe bigger, higher production value, or not I don't know, or more guerrilla style. It all depends on where my uh, my career takes me right now. So uh, I guess just just to go ahead and address it, what does that mean for supporters? I've definitely not updated the pages and all that stuff in a while but if you're like a patreon supporter uh first of all i think we've all been in communication more or less and no one's raised any complaints uh but everything that goes into that is still going straight towards stellar valkyrie and call of Ragnar and uh just keeping the servers up for the podcast distribution network the old captivate servers don't pay for themselves but thank you so much to the people who do that and uh as always like it, it if you have any concerns or you you wish that the, the podcast were still part of that deal, uh, feel free to just do whatever you got to do, or let me know and we'll work something out. Um, yeah, so there's that. It's still there. <laughs> it's it's just supporting the games at this point. Um, so the games, right? I just had a meeting earlier. Uh, well, as I as I talk to you right now, it's like three a.m on a Friday, um, but we had a meeting last night about the status of Stellar Valkyrie, it's looking great, uh, of course nothing goes as fast as you want to, and if you don't already know, uh, Scumhead, quite a while ago, left the project, uh, to focus on his own, you know, his own stuff, which is great, I love Scumhead, I'm a huge supporter, love his stuff, and, uh, anyway, it was all all like everybody was cool good do do your thing so we uh had to hire a new artist and i will be uh, i will i will unveil who that is uh sometime when we get around to putting out a new trailer uh but we were really like we we're reworking a lot of content to kind of blend everything into the new art style and we've also brought on uh go ahead and say we have maria uh, or Pocket Ninja, if you're uh, on the X space or Twitter, X, whatever you call it these days, uh, or hang out in the Doom community or the Quake community, you probably know Maria as the wife of the wonderful Immorpher, who has been featured on this podcast many times too. But uh, she's an incredible, incredible concept artist. Or pixel artist, though, I'm going to keep that in my back pocket because that's kind of a big reveal. So uh, stay tuned for more on that. Uh, Stellar Valkyrie itself, still very much the same game that we've discussed all along. Uh, it's more a matter of just like tweaking everything and making it, making it exactly what we want it to be. I mean, we've spent a really long time just fundamentally getting down to like what, you know, what do we want it to be? And then it became like, okay, we designed a level. Does this level really tell the story that we're trying to tell? 
Uh, there's a lot of cutscenes. Uh, the voice acting is all wrapped. I'm very proud of that. Uh, Chris, uh, the the actor Chris Guerrero. Um, shout out to my homie uh, who plays Falco in the game. Has also the, been helping me essentially do all of the voice acting for all of it. So it's like we have Connor Howard uh, playing one of the baddies. Uh, we have a wonderful uh, lady named Toshi Salvino who is uh, portraying Cat. And it's been really wonderful working with them. Shout out to both of them. Go follow them on all the things, Insta, Insta Twitter, and Facebook, and all that stuff. Uh, but they're great. Really been tremendous. I actually know Connor from years ago uh, when I was on an episode of the Lore Party podcast. That's how I met him. They brought me in as like a quote unquote doom expert, right? Uh, as if I had any authority on the matter, but it was, I don't know, it was fun. Uh, we hit it off then, and I always thought he had a great voice, and he, he was a voice actor, so it was like, uh, I had this idea for like an evil, kind of over-the-top character, which is uh, Elder Castro in the game, uh, sort of inspired by like that that kind of 1930s or 40s, like kind of Buck Rogers, like maniacally, clearly uh, insane evil person, you know, big mustache kind of character for this uh, for this game, and he, he nailed it. And uh, Toshi was also incredible. Uh, not not to my knowledge, I don't think she had any previous uh, acting experience. She Well, I should say voice acting experience. She was a cosplay artist and also, uh, I believe, does a lot in the VTube community. Um I don't know, really, really interesting, interesting people that we got a chance to work with, and she's been super cool, uh, put it, really put in the work, I know Chris being, Chris is like a, he's attending Rutgers right now, but I mean, he's, he's like a Meisner trained actor, the guy thinks he's fucking Daniel Day-Lewis sometimes, uh, he's amazing, um, and I know that he (laughs) takes someone who's not necessarily an actor and kind of like push them, you know, like, Start giving them exercises and stuff, and they they stuck it through. And I, I think that the dialogue uh, between the characters is really fantastic. So thanks and shout out to all of them. Uh, Stellar Valkyrie, though, updates soon. I promise. Like actually, I promise this time. Uh, Call of Seregnar. Where's that at? It's been honestly quite a lull lately, and the reason the reason why is because we essentially came to a point. Where it was like, do we want to get this thing done, you know, within the next few years, right? Like, the, like really, it's a long-term kind of project. Uh, the best way to do that probably is to look at publishing deals uh, for marketing, for porting, for localization, support, for... Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why it makes a lot of sense to go with a publisher. The trouble has been, as we've been pitching it, and uh, we have a really great deck put together that uh, Gelmo and Damian and myself all collaborated on, and and Nave too, uh, to a degree. Um, But it's, it is a very specific type of game. It's very 90s, you know, it's very retro. And retro is kind of hard. Like, people think retro games are in, but like when you start talking like dollar signs, they're not as in as you might like to think. And I, you know, a lot of you might be listening to this and saying like, but Ty, you work for a game publisher. Don't you know everything about this? Like, first of all, no, I don't. Uh, I know a lot. <laughs> I've learned a lot. But uh, also it's like the Call of Seragnar is not a, uh, I don't know, it's it's not that kind of title. I don't think it's like action, attitude, adrenaline. Like this, it's a chill game. 
So hopefully we find a good partner at some point. No rush and no pressure. Uh, but otherwise, like Damian is just mowing along as always. We've got a lot of really great uh, people who've uh, submitted photos for uh, to, to be featured in the game, right? Like, so if you get a green screen uh, and <laughs> lighting and a costume and some props or whatever, and like are capable of following directions, like yeah, a lot of people have joined in and <laughs> get, got themselves characters in the game, including myself. So word, you know, sh- word to your mother on that shit. It was fucking crazy. Uh, go into like some of these photo shoots that I set up, but it's fun. Um, yeah, everything is still moving along just at a snail's pace uh, until we kind of regroup and, and gather. Are we going to find a deal that really suits this game or are we going to stick with it for the long haul? Either way, we're sticking with it for the long haul, but maybe there's a way that we could make it shorter. Uh, if you know anybody or if you're interested in Call of Ragnar, you can always contact me. Uh, through whatever means you can find me and uh, we can talk but uh, what else has been going on lately Um, well over I don't know over the past couple of months I had uh, the filming of Realms Deep and as we were filming uh, not to get too deep here but my grandfather actually passed away um, so as soon as we wrapped up filming, I went home, uh, spent like two weeks just with the family and, you know, like kind of resetting and I came back to Europe fresh, rested, had like a week to get over the jet lag. And then I went to Germany for Gamescom, Cologne. Awesome. Every time. So great. Love it. Um, I was there of course with 3DR, uh, had the, the, the public booth, which this year was in the indie arena, it was much smaller than last uh, last year's experience, but it was pretty cool. We got to meet a lot of really cool people. Uh, definitely saw some familiar faces in the uh, in, in the you know people who were attending and, and dropping by to check out our stuff. I, I was showing off Aftershock, Ion Fury Aftershock. So people who were at Gamescom got to play two levels of a fucking awesome game, <laughs> awesome extension to Ion Fury. Anyway. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Doing the homework ahead of it too, and like coordinating with the team uh, was great. I love I loved working with Max and Jonathan and everybody over there. It was great. Shout out to old Kate, Catherine Baskin. Uh, not not Carol Baskin, different. Uh, but all the people over there at Void Point and uh, who who worked with me on that crew and meet up with the PR and everything. It was great, and uh, I really enjoyed showing the game off. And also got to. I was attached at the hip to uh, Philip Newman, who, if you don't know who he is, uh, he's fucking fantastic, fantastic producer. Uh, he's the producer of Phantom Fury, and uh, he owned his own business prior to joining us at Slipgate, Tunnel Vision Games, Light Matter, and all that stuff. We got to really talk about it in, in quite a lot of depth, and of course, George uh, was with me the whole time. Uh, well. We had Adonis, uh, who's a senior producer at 3D Realms, uh, and then we had uh, Justin Burnham, uh, formerly of uh, Good Shepherd and Night, uh, well, and uh, Devolver Digital rather, and uh, recently came on, uh, I said, with the last like six months or so, as our chief creative officer, and he's been awesome. I really, really enjoy working with him, and he's one of those guys where you, you know. You're at an event like Gamescom, and you go around. And you, if you just drop Justin's name, 
people are like, oh, you know, Justin, oh, word, tell him I said, hey, you know, can you get me a meeting with him? That, that kind of thing. So it was a lot of fun. And uh, his, his two sons, uh, Seth and old Jacob, uh, came came to help out. They were fucking awesome. Those guys are freaking rad, man. They helped decorate the booth and, like, uh, <laughs> talk to fans and people who were coming to check out uh, Rip Out as well. So we had Phantom Fury, I already talked about Aftershock, and Rip Out and Goran, the lead guy from uh, Pet Shop Games. Fantastic. Pet Project Games. I always want to call them the Pet Shop Boys for some reason, but yeah, Pet Project Games uh, out, out of Serbia uh, making Rip Out. And funny story, uh, if you were watching the stream from Gamescom, and God, you know, help you if you were, but if you were, the very last game shown was Rip Out, and uh, Goren actually had to catch a flight home the day before, so I got stuck <laughs> with with the stream, and uh, yeah, it was a disaster. I mean, it was it was cool, I guess, for the people watching, maybe, but from my perspective, it's like, I suck at this game. I'm terrible. It's a really fun game, but it's really hard. It's very, like, you know alien in a spaceship like dead spacey kind of vibe to it and it's just like it's brutal very fun but uh yeah i I met a lot of great connections i actually uh, i met quite a few really interesting people and there's no way i'm gonna name everybody but uh you know shout out to my boy alex from uh quebec that dude i don't remember how to say your last name and i'm not gonna even take the time to look it up I, i really enjoyed hanging out with you bro I hope it's going well with that lady that you met. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody that was introduced to me by, uh, or I, well, I guess we were introduced to each other by by, by Luke Fien, uh, Fienan. He's a he's a really really great friend who uh, worked on Command and Conquer and a bunch of other stuff, and has contributed to a lot of other things that you may have noticed. Uh, let's see, ran into the folks from well. Yeah, that's a bit of news. I don't know if it's really out there yet. Let me check. For now, I'll just say I ran into Ted and Abby, uh, who were running the Dread XP booth, and uh, there are a lot of really cool people hanging out over, uh, to, you know, in their group of folks. Uh, of course, Ben uh, met me and hung out with us at the 3DR booth the whole time. Got to meet a lot of uh, fantastic fucking devs. Uh, I kept trying to run into the dude making mullet mad jack, but I could never seem to get him not occupied. There were so many people standing at his little arcade booth thing. Uh, let's see. The the folks who made... Uh, oh, goodness. All, well, Swiss games were there. So, like, Plank Builders was right next to us. I uh, I didn't do much of like the big stuff. I didn't go over to the AAA area, and I didn't have to this year because like because we were in the smaller indie area. It was like right next to the corporate area. Oh, I never <laughs> never had any reason to go across the uh, to the other side of the hall. But uh, goodness gracious, there were there were folks there showing Beyond Sunset that looked really dope. Uh, I tried. I tried a game called Zombie Soup by a gentleman who was basically, I don't know, like, there's a lot of people who are like looking for publishing deals, and it's like, you know, they'll get you to come test their stuff out, and they're basically just telling you, like, you know, I'm over in Asia, and I have like a, a deal, you know, out there, distribution and all that stuff, and I'm just looking for someone to help me expand into the Western market, and that really opened my mind up to like, a, yeah, there's a lot of unserviced... Um, 
you know, commerce probably to be done there. And I know it's all very complicated and political and all that kind of stuff. But like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it was nice to meet people who had traveled that far, you know, come all the way to Germany. Uh, I think he said he was from South Korea. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that's what we talked about. But the game was fantastic looking. I mean, it was really, really cool. Um, definitely like a little cute, I'd say for like our brand, but like, I don't, you know, at the end of the day, like good game, a solid, clean, uh, sort of like, not a roguelite, but it has sort of Binding of Isaac kind of charm to it, you know, and every, every top down shooter, twin stick shooter, all that kind of stuff but with, with cool boss fights. I don't know. Weird stuff like that. You try stuff that you ordinarily wouldn't try. Like, honestly, uh, I really always love going to stuff like that because it makes me, it reminds me that video games aren't just this very narrow land that I've, you know, kind of dug into the the whole shooter, boomer, retro, indie, blah, blah. You know, there's so much out there. There's so much creativity and so many beautiful ideas and music and sound and, and, and uh, just incredible, incredible art and creative new ways to, you know, to create a, an immersive experience for somebody. It's, it's absolutely astounding. And that's all without going over to the AAA area much. So, yeah. Uh, everybody was jazzed about Starfield. I ain't touched it. I'll play the Game of the Year edition in a few years after they patch the fuck out of it and all the DLCs or whatever the fuck are out. Like, I, it's not like I'm pretentious against it. It's just like I, I was, I've never really been a Bethesda guy anyway. Like, I, I really... I don't even like what they did with the franchises that they own that I like, so... Yeah. But, I mean, I'll give it a shot. We'll see. New Vegas was the best fallout. Gamescom. Uh, who else did I get introduced to? I got to meet Molly Hetty Carroll, who was a creature designer. And along with her was uh, Klaus Shravinsky, who was a comic book artist. He fucking slapped. It was really cool seeing him, and he's an animator now and all that kind of stuff. But he was telling me about, like, you know, traveling to San Diego in the early 2000s and... Oh, what a, what an interesting fucking story. Uh, and I'm hoping to interview a lot of people like this. See, I haven't been carrying around microphones to this stuff, but uh, I think that, you know, if you hang around for just a little bit longer, uh, I will unveil a new project that you will see with no more details revealed other than stay tuned. I will be doing some interviews other than just the ones you see on 3D Realms Live, which you should tune into every Friday night. Uh, either I or Jared will, uh, we always interview somebody from 3DR or, you know, who's making a cool game that's kind of like in our community or sister companies. Uh, we played AEW wrestling on there once to promote THQ Nordic. They rule. Love those guys. Love wrestling. Uh, I guess, uh, what, what have I been playing lately? Like since I got back from all that, uh, well, I've, I put, while I was on vacation, I played, all the way through Pillars of Eternity. Vince Steele bought me that and made me play it. Uh, thank God he did. So good. Excuse me. Um, just got done talking all that shit about Starfield, but I do have Baldur's Gate 3, and I will play it at some point, but just you won't hear from me for like a month when I do. Uh, let's see. I played through Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed, finally. Fantastic. Highly recommend. Uh... I, I never played Grim Fandango, but I actually recently played it for the first time, and I, I loved it. I've been really into point-and-click adventure games lately, I, just as, a, as an idea. Uh, it's been a muse of mine for a long time. Like, I love, you know, I talk about Full Throttle, and uh, Full Throttle, 
I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, you know, the classics, Indiana Jones. And then Grand Fandango was always one that just kind of like stuck out. I have Blade Runner, but, you know, I finally got around to playing it. Loved it. 10 out of 10. Do recommend. The the remaster on Steam is just just dandy. Loved it. I, I ran into like one or two bugs and they were not that bad, you know. Once you know what you're doing in those games, you can kind of mow through it pretty quickly. It's it's the finding out and the discovering that's fun. Uh, another game like that was uh, uh, M.K. Schmidt had recommended that I play Dreams in the Witch House. That game slaps. That game's fucking great. Go check out Dreams in the Witch House for sure. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, right now I'm playing Blood West. Uh, I've played a little bit of it before, but like, yeah, as new content comes and, and it's looking more and more like it's going to be all coming out soon, I hope. Yeah, uh, been been catching up on my Blood West. Fantastic. If you like, I mean, it's kind of Souls-like, but it's kind of not. It's kind of like Caleb from Blood is in the West. It's exactly like the name says. Uh, really solid. Check it out. Hyper Strange. Love those guys. Oh, I ran into uh, Primislav. I, I, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. I, I've been calling him Primo in meetings, but yeah, I ran into him uh, just randomly at like a freaking Irish pub at like 4 a.m. While I was hanging out with Luke and Molly and Alex and Klaus, probably. Uh, ended up talking for a long, long time. Love those guys. They're, all their games are so great. I need to catch up with Voitech at some point, too. Um, but, yeah. And then what's up right now? Uh, as you're hearing this, I'll be putting this out here probably within the next couple of hours. So, uh, it's September 15th. Uh, first of all, happy birthday to mom soon, tomorrow. Love you, Mom. And then also on the 30th of September, 8 p.m. Uh, European time. So, uh, like, at mid-afternoon for all you Americans. I don't even know exactly which which translation that goes to because like it's the East time. We're like six hours. You know what I'm saying. Do it yourself. 30 September 2023, Realms Deep will air. I hope you enjoy it. I worked very hard on this. We all did. Jahar worked very hard on it. I worked very hard on it. Fucking everybody, everybody on the 3D Realms marketing team pitched in. Uh, we, we did. A, I think we did an awesome job, and I'm really looking forward to all the cool new announcements that you get to see. Uh, and, of course, see the reaction to all the ridiculous bullshit we did. Uh, so, yeah. It's all that's on realmsdeep.game or whatever, and then like 3DRealms.com, it's all out there. And, of course... I'm going to play you out with a tune by my my guy, Kyle Misko, who I also met at Gamescom. And I think he's a tremendous musician who, uh, if you're looking for someone to make some music for a video game, I'll, I'll even put a link in the credits. Kyle Misko. Uh, peace. I love you. Drown God Catholic loves you. Until next time, stay in the key.